What is it you want? Real estate. It's the Red Hot Real Estate Show, where we can all find out how's it going for buyers and sellers in the real estate market. I have died and gone to real estate heaven. Looking to move? Hoping to sell? Call in with your questions to real estate expert Mimi Shoneman with Remax Results. I'm going to go out and buy a house. Here she is, your host, Mimi Shoneman. Yes, thank you for joining us for the Red Hot Real Estate with our real estate show with our friend Mimi Shoneman, our host from the Red Hot Real Estate Group and Remax Results. Hello, Mimi. How's Good it going morning, over there? Good morning, my friend. Hello, hello, hello. Also coming in with all of that great mortgage expertise, our friend Phil Olson from Cross Country Mortgage. What's going on, Phil? Yo. Hello. Let's get your NM. NMLS number out of the way before NMLS I space it. NMLS 238103, branch NMLS 2046827, and company NMLS 3029. Now we're going to cover some great information today, but we also want to remind you that we have a great giveaway. If you want to be part of the show and also get your name in the hat for this amazing turkey giveaway, thanks to our friend Mimi over here, you need to call in. You can go ahead and ask your question about real estate or mortgage, get it into the room. And then if you leave your name, phone number, and email with our producer, you end an entry in for getting that free turkey that we're going to pick on the 20th. And mm-hmm. I just bought that beautiful thing oh, yesterday. Lovely. Oh, boy. Was it's it heavy? A, Did you get a heavy 20 one? pounds? Nice oh, job. 20 pounds? Nice job. Butterball? Uh, yeah, get? actually. Butterball. I found a oh, butterball. Nice. Mm. So, uh, you know, I was worried that, you know, I should probably go ahead and get it early in case there oh, was a run on it. You know, now that you say that, I'm because I'm I'm not doing the big family thing, uh, but I think since it's just me and my kiddo, I'm gonna buy like a, the smallest one I can find, like like ah. the guinea version. Oh, of just, like get, a, just get like the tur- turkey breast. Maybe I might do something like this year. No. I like the full one. I think I'm just gonna because I'll eat it and then I'll make tamales come to it. Yeah. I do have a freezer. Yeah, okay. so make yeah. a big bird. We'll do a brine. We'll get it all okay. that kind of stuff, and then you can make your stock out of your your bones. That's and your a vegetables. good yeah. point. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah, kind yes. of thing. I forget that I can utilize my freezer more effectively mm. than just stocking up prepper style with yes, my son's brothers. I can normally get three, four, five meals out of a out That's because you're a house full of dudes. <laughs> I just I'm love I'm surprised you get one. <laughs> All yeah, right. Yeah, and I we, think that's great. We got a whole lot of good stuff to talk about today and I want to, first of all, thank all of our veterans out there. We had Veterans Day just recently and thank you for your service and thank you to Phil Olson for his service. He's a, a U.S. veteran, folks. Yes, thank, thank you. you. U.S. Army, eight years. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about VA home loans because how could we not? Right. Uh, it's one of the best programs out there for our veterans with the 0% down. And Phil's going to fill in with all the deets about what's involved with that program. And over the last few episodes, Mimi, you've been giving some great information, uh, like city by city. Are we doing more of that today? We certainly are. Perfect. Okay. Awesome. Um, mm-hmm. And so if you have been listening the last few weeks and we've been talking about different stats about different cities throughout the metro, um, I'm not going to cover the Twin Cities metro except for to tell you that our days on market right now are hovering around 1.9. Okay. Which is up from last year and still historically low since between five and six months of inventory is normal. Um, so we're going to be talking about Ham Lake. Okay. And we might also talk about Falcon Heights today. Ah, okay. Two um, different vibes. Yep. Two different vibes. Yep. Mm-hmm. We've got everything going on in the metro, north, south, east, west. We've got to cover it. All right. So Phil has an innovative program for investors that I cannot wait to talk about. And we're going to talk about steps to success prior to retirement 
things that you need to be considering before you retire regarding your real estate. And if time permits, we're going to be talking about what is mortgage stacking and how you can use it. Oh, okay. Okay. And you also can be part of the show. You can always contact us at 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. Reminding you also get into that drawing just by calling in with a great question today. I can't wait to deliver that turkey. Uh, Of course It's going to be fun. It's going to be me personally. I'm going to bring it to your house. Yes. If you live in the metro area. Right. If you live in Canada, I will not bring it to your house. (laughs) No, that makes sense. How about that? Um, We have our fall edition of Things to Consider when selling your house and things to consider when buying your house. Uh, Don't miss those guides. They're updated quarterly. We've got the next winter. (laughs) I like that you like your mouth was like, no. How about that acting job? Your mouth was like, no. I thought that was fantastic. It was good. Improv. Yeah. Winter coming up in December. Yes. But right now we're still in fall. Mm -hmm. Leave your leaves. It don't feel like fall. It don't feel like fall. Do not mow them, folks. Why? Because it's good for our pollinators. Oh, well, I already mowed some of them, but I left those. Well, don't do it anymore. Well, I had to because I also no, needed to mulch them to. up. No. I did. I had to get That's rid of some of them. That's a myth. It's a myth. If I leave, I know. Here's what I'm going to tell you. We're going to talk you. about this because yes. I like the pollinators and I have the wild part in the back. Good. But if I leave them in the front, then it But it don't mow really... them. Rake them over to the side. I kept some of them. I mulched them up and then I made them smaller. Okay, you and so I are going to fight later. Right. Well, here's the thing. I mowed them. I kept them. I bag them. And then I use it as I, I, I distribute it. That's what I do. Mm. Because Wait, otherwise it's too thick. Why would you waste your time? It's too, it's, that's not. Because then. The, then it's the good thing. for your lawn. It's good for the pollinators. It's only good it's, for your lawn. It's I also, love that we get to fight about it's this. It's good for I'm your biceps. I'm beginning to feel like it's Bachman's here. <laughs> ah! Because we both have, we have, we have slightly compete, even though we're both trying to protect our environment in different ways. It's just like, well, what I'm using my mulch appropriately. It just needs to be in other spaces. We're going to have to have go deep dive into this. We can just arm wrestle. How Mm. about we just do that? All right. (laughs) I'll come help you rake. Okay. Just just saying. Okay. Don't mow them up. You're mowing up the pollinators, man. All right. Stop. All right. Phil. As a veteran, thank you for your service again. <laughs> thank and, you. Uh, yeah, Miss yes. Shannon, she's hilarious. Um, <laughs> well, so are you. We're having a good time. Let's uh, go. VA loans. For all of our friends out there, we know if you're not a veteran, this might not have relevance to you, but we are assured that you must certainly know someone who is or someone who's thinking about it, and we appreciate them. And so, Phil, let's talk a little bit about what they have to do to take advantage of a VA loan. Well, well, let me give you a a quick statistic here real quickly. 22% of veterans never use their VA benefits. Why? Because they don't know. Come on now. Yeah, 22%. Isn't that part of the orientation? Uh, You really don't get an orientation when you get out of the service. Yeah, you go through some stations. They give you paperwork. But believe it or not, 22% of veterans that qualify for a VA home loan, never use it. Right. Now, there's some reasons not to use a VA home loan, okay? Then there's reasons to use it. But in the grand scheme of things, it is the cat's meow mortgage program in the United States. Well, yeah, because... It doesn't, doesn't get any better because there you can buy a house for 100% financing. You don't have to have the greatest credit in the world. 
You don't have debt to income ratios. We talk about that all the time. Right. They use what's called a residual income calculation. Okay. So it's a different calculation, and I'm not even going to get into it because it's kind of complicated. But if I were to use standard debt-to-income ratios, I've seen VA loans approve at 60%. Okay, so that's a lot of debt. Yeah. And the normal normal loan, that would never go. That would never go, okay? Um, Rates are generally lower by as much as a quarter of a percent. Your closing costs are less because... Real estate companies and title companies and mortgage companies are limited as to closing costs that can be charged to the borrower. If the borrower has any form of disability, and I heard a, I heard really kind of a really sad statistic that I heard something to the fact of 65% or 70% of veterans today getting out, and a lot of that maybe had to do with Iraq and and that type of stuff, Yes, got out with some form of disability. Mm-hmm. And veterans might go, well, my disability is only 5%. Doesn't make a difference. As long as the VA has basically stated and you have a document that says you receive some form of post-military disability, Okay. one There's no PMI on any type of VA loan, but the bigger one is what's called the VA funding fee. For a first-time home buyer, the VA funding fee is 2.25%. So I'm going to make it simple. 2% of a $300,000 house is a $6,000 fee that you would pay to the VA. Now, you don't pay for it up front. It gets put on top of the loan. Okay. But if you're a disabled veteran... It's well, it's waived. Oh, okay, okay. If I compare a VA home loan with three percent down, compared to a conventional loan three percent down, the VA home loan at three hundred thousand is probably three hundred dollars less per month. Awesome! Wow. Mm-hmm. It does sound like a wonderful opportunity for sure. And mm-hmm. when we come back from the break, we're going to finish up talking about VA home loans. And don't forget to call in with your questions so you can get into this drawing for right. a turkey. That number is 651-641-1071. Be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. Also available as a podcast. You could take us anywhere you would like to listen just by going to our website, mytalk1071.com. Use that keyword, Red Hot. Like so, Go ahead. It's like wrangling cats sometimes. What? Oh, coming back on. Well, we talk about a bunch of stuff. So we got them working on something else. Hilarious. Yeah. All right. Mm. So, Phil, let's continue finishing up about VA home loans. All right. Um, I think one of the things that's really important for folks to know is about their marital status. Let's talk about that. Marital status. If you are a veteran and you're married to another veteran, you're good. If you're a veteran and you're married your spouse or your partner, you're good. If you're a veteran and you have a girlfriend or a boyfriend Mm -hmm. and you want to use both of your incomes to qualify, unfortunately, you lose, the veteran loses part of their VA eligibility. Oh, okay. They lose about 12%. So what does that mean? Instead of being able to get 100% financing, that veteran, if we're going to to qualify, use both incomes to qualify, they are now going to have to put 12% down 
meaning they're at an 88%. They still get the same benefits, but they cannot go 100% financing. Now, should this couple decide to get married and go to the Justice of the Peace and provide me a document that they're married, <laughs> now guess what? That veteran will get 100%. Are you, are you a licensed ordained minister, Phil? No. no. Okay, just curious. He's just a, he's just a, I'm he's just, like, he's a I'm problem just, solver. I'm just so a problem like, solver. You know what? No, I want to save you some money. So it's if you're already the VA thinking about doing puzzle, this, okay, do guys? this. I think that's fascinating that he's not even doing it All right. from a love perspective. He's like, were you already kind of considering it? Then maybe just let's move it along. Yeah. I like <laughs> the expeditious nature of nudging, Phil's. Nudging <laughs> Hey, bottom line is I work on people's timelines if they want to put 12% down, they want to wait, or they want 100% financing, and they say they want it now. Yes. Well, here's how you get here's it. Here's how you get it. Well, <laughs> here's it. what I want to know. Is it a conflict of interest if you get your, you know, your license to be an ordained minister? Because if you can, you're a one-stop shop, my well, friend. I know. I could, I could do weddings, weddings yeah. and VA home loans. Right. Wow. Can you do it? Uh, no, I, I don't want to do it. You don't want to do it. It's no. probably a conflict. It's, it's a conflict. Yeah, yeah. Conflict of interest. Yeah. Oh, bummer. That would be awesome. I can yeah. speak of so many ways. Why don't yeah. you get ordained and then he can just send him to you real quick? No. And be like, he can just call you. He can just come over and do it yourself. No, yeah. I'll send him down to the church and they can do it that way. <laughs> All, All right. right. One other thing you want to mention about VA home loans. Uh, if I haven't mentioned it, if your spouse was in service, he died in service or he died due to uh, VA disability issues, that spouse will retain her or his VA benefits for home ownership for the rest of their life. So they can use the VA home loan if your spouse uh, passed away due okay. to some, some issue. Okay, mm -hmm. so what kind of documentation would they need to show that? Well, I will guarantee you they'll have all kinds of VA records. They'll have a VA death, death certificate that he died overseas or she passed away overseas. They'll have they'll have the documentation, and then they'll just provide that documentation. Okay, so if this particular couple was not married, but the the one partner, the one military veteran, mm -hmm. um, used partial benefits, what happens to the non-married? person that's a co-owner um oh interesting what, question. if they were to pass away if the veteran passes away yep. but the couple was not married but they were co-owners okay. of the house uh, well then it's going to come down to how title is okay yeah but as far as but retaining they're, they're not gonna they're not gonna receive va benefits unless they got married can i uh, i think just to clarify where I was, I felt like you were going, Mimi. They're not going to call them up once they've already qualified for this loan and go, we need to redo the terms because the no. spouse passed away. I mean, the, the girlfriend or boyfriend passed away. Is that what you were saying? No. Okay. So my question is the veteran, the mm -hmm. veteran passes away. Yes. Mm -hmm. But they're in a, a co-ownership position of the house, mm -hmm. but they did not use both incomes to qualify for the home. Mm -hmm. Does that non-married person that's a co-owner get their benefits or that must they be married? They must be married. Okay. That's See, what I needed to know. Okay. I, then I, now I'm, I'm confused, but are you, are we saying they've already purchased the house? So when, in one of his scenarios, mm -hmm. in order to use both incomes, right. of the two people to qualify for the home, there was an instance where 
there was a scenario where one person was not married mm-hmm. that reduced it by 12 percent. is that right, right? Mm-hmm. okay so if that happened to be that particular instance then what happens to the co-owner that's not a spouse because yeah. that's what i mean so if they're You're saying, not going to get thrown out of the house but they're going to say there's a fee now for the home no okay no. no they'll just have to continue to make the mortgage payments okay all right, and then when they sell the house, they sell the house, mm-hmm. and but, when they want to buy a new house, no, they can't buy it as a vet. Okay, that's all a, right. That's Thanks. The right. bottom line right there. Okay. There, they do not get their benefits. It doesn't no, roll the doesn't next transfer time. over. Okay. Okay. okay, thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was helpful. I think. Yeah. Now, um, just so you know, there's a lot of other things I could talk about, but I know we want to talk about some other subjects. Okay. But what I covered was kind of VA 101 basics. Okay. I think it's important for our listeners to know that Phil has closed over 300 uh, VA loans, mm-hmm. which means that he is somewhat of a specialist right. and also having the knowledge of the process behind the scenes from being a veteran himself makes him uber qualified to help all of our veterans out there with their mortgage purchase. And certainly if you're thinking about it, you, you want to uh, reach out for a, a second opinion or a consultation. Phil, what's your best phone number for folks to reach you? Best number is 651-238-6748. Phil Olson with Cross Country Mortgage. Okay. Um, so we've been talking about statistics of different cities throughout the metro. This uh, this time we're going to talk about Falcon Heights right here uh, in the 280 loop. Uh, so for 2022, the month ending in September, oh, really low listings, only seven. Oh, my goodness, closed sales. Uh, and median sales price in Falcon Heights is three seventy nine six sixty three. Uh, that's up 15% over last year. And our average square foot uh, per, per square foot is $220. That's up 21%. Uh, the sellers are getting 96.7% of the original list price. That's fascinating to me, um, considering there's such low inventory mm-hmm. and you know they're going so quickly. Wouldn't that be list price and asking for 3% in seller paid? Perhaps. There okay. you go. 3% folks right there. We found it. Uh, days on market. 45 days. Uh, inventory of homes for sale, only four. That's down 43% over last year. And get this, their month's supply of inventory is not even one. Wow. It's 0.8, whereas last year they had 1.3. And keep in mind, the Twin Cities Metro, we have 1.9 right now. So it's very, very specific to where you live. All right, Phil. Um, anything that we need to finish up about the VA before we no. move on? Okay. Uh-uh. So we're going to kind of break up this subject, but folks, don't forget to get into our turkey drawing. We want to make sure you've got an opportunity. It's a nice big 20 pounder. <laughs> Picked it up yesterday. Right. And All you right. can do that by calling in with your question, getting your information uh, to our producer. That number is 651-641-1071. Okay. So we're going to be talking to our pre-retirees or folks that uh, are maybe have a little bit of time before they're going to enter into retirement. We've got some steps for your success prior to you retiring and what you need to consider. So, Phil, let's talk about this first first subject. Uh, should they buy prior to retirement? Um, and when should they uh, when should they apply in about comparisons? I would tell you if you are within the next three, could be even five years of retirement, and you're thinking about either upgrading, 
buying that second home, buying that investment property, but you're thinking about doing it in your retirement years, I would tell you it's time to talk. Okay. Okay. Well, we've got a a lot of really good information about this subject prior to retirement when we come back from the break. Right. You can also be part of the show. Again, that number is 651-641-1071. Also a great way to get those things to do before considering to buy a home or sell a home for our fall edition. Just give us a call. You can also go to the website, mytalk1071.com, keyword red hot. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. We have our friend Mimi Shoneman from Remax Results and the Red Hot Real Estate Group. Also, our friend from Cross Country Mortgage, Mr. Phil Olson. We always encourage you to uh, be part of the show and call us at 651 641 1071. So, we're going to go to the phones now with Karen. Karen, thank you very much for calling the show. Can you hear us okay? Hi, Karen. Oh, hi. Hi. Yes, I can. Oh, Um, good. So So it sounds like you have a question. Are you in Minnetonka now and you have a question on what the value of your home or what's going on over there? No, um, selling. Um, And I'm wanting to know how things look um, for high-end properties, selling high-end properties now. Um, You know, six, seven, um, you know, upper five, six, seven hundred thousand dollar properties. How does the market look? Well, that's a great question. That's a great question, and of course, that's very specific to what area you're in, but Minnetonka, you should be doing amazingly well, in my opinion. Phil? I would say that 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 market is still a pretty hot market here in the Twin Cities, and if your house is gorgeous, if you've got a lake view or uh, it's got a lot of great amenities, you should have no problem selling it. Yeah, we've worked High with... High demand okay. area. We've worked with several people in Minnetonka. Uh, over the years, and and that that's definitely a desirable area. People, the demand is good there. Um, I don't have the stats for Minnetonka right here uh, printed out, but what I could do for you, Karen, is I could get that to you, and you can kind of we can kind of talk about what's happening specifically to your neighborhood, if that would be okay. helpful. And then, uh, yeah, because generally speaking, people who are in the market for that uh, house. Uh, price are, are not concerned about the interest rates and it probably isn't an issue or well, I, I, I would think. I do think that everybody's uh, fairly concerned about the interest rates. Um, the higher price brackets you are, the more likely that you might uh, have a cash buyer. But um, I, I still think you're going to be doing just fine as, as long as the location is good and the condition yeah. is good. I would definitely have. Oh, yeah, I would definitely have okay. Mimi talk to you and do a CMA specifically on your property and your specific area. And at least uh, we'd be able to provide you some information so you can take a look at the numbers. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's, it's going on the market soon within days. Oh, so, perfect. Um, okay. But yeah, just thought I, I listen to your show all the time and that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm seeing, but I thought I'd just give you a call. Well, sure. thank you. And you're in for our drawing okay. for the Turkey. Yeah, I would, could go for a turkey. Okay, thank you. <laughs> All right, thanks, thanks Karen. Karen. Yeah, yeah, great question. Uh, everybody wants to know what the the value is of their particular home, right? Closest to where they live, and so that just reminds me to let everybody know that if you would like to have uh, over the net home evaluation free of of cost, uh, no obligation. All you have to do is text us at six five one five seven eight two two one eight. 
text the word CMA, and we'll reach out to you. Okay, Phil. So we're talking about success steps prior to retirement and things that folks really ought to be considering and put together a a long-term plan. I, I think that one of the biggest questions that folks might have is, you know, how much money are they going to need to be able to plan for that kind of thing? Yeah, and I mean, I have I have clients that'll call me, and they'll be they'll be one month prior to retirement, and they found a house, and uh, and it was an emotional decision. Yes. Normally is, and now we're trying to figure out. Okay, so I'm quitting my job. I'm not going to have my salary of a hundred thousand anymore. And oh, by the way, I'm counting on my retirement of my social security, but mm-hmm. I'm not receiving it yet. Right. Okay. And I filled out the paperwork and oh, by the way, I haven't sat down with my financial planner to see, okay, how much do I need to draw? Right. Well, that puts me a little bit in a quandary here when I'm working with that client because I'm trying to figure out, okay, so what income do we have? Mm-hmm. I'm going to make it simple. The best time to buy your house is prior to you retiring. Right. Unless you do some of the steps that we're going to talk about here that will then allow you to be able to buy that dream home in retirement. Right. So it it seems like you're saying that there's this time period as you first enter retirement when things get more difficult. If you don't plan for it. So you kind of either need to do it enough time before you decide to retire that you can use all of the pre-retirement information that you need. Mm -hmm. And then there might be a, well, if you, if you do it after you've already retired, it might be same the same thing as me as an independent contractor. There's a certain amount of time for me to have to do stuff before it really counts. Let me give you an example. Client makes $8,000 a month salary. Mm Mm-hmm. They leave their salary job and they go to receiving $1,800 a month in Social Security. Right. But they've got $800,000 in their retirement account. Yes, we can use that as a monetary stream. Okay. Possibly. Yes. The question is, what does your financial planner talk to you about your taxation Mm -hmm. and how your taxation is going to be? And you might be stating, well, I only want to draw... I only want to draw $2,000 a month. Okay. Well, hold one here. We've now got, we had 8,000 salary. Now we've got 1,800. And now you're only going to draw 2,000. That means you got $3,800, but yet you want to buy that $500,000 home. Gotcha. The math don't work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you you have to start with the your reverse engineer this whole thing. Correct. You have to start with, okay, what does my life look like? after I'm retired and work backwards like Miss Shannon I know mm-hmm. you're working with a with a financial planner and right. you, they ask you the questions okay your lifestyle what kind of lifestyle do you do you imagine yourself having when you're retired and then work backwards to, right. to make sure that you're saving appropriately to get to that lifestyle but you have to agree that no matter what the answer is to that question Right now, you're going to qualify for more house when you're working versus right. when you aren't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, I, most of the time. Most, most of, of the, the time, time, that is absolutely correct. And even though a client might have deep assets, meaning they've got a lot of money in in multiple areas, 
Well, getting to all those money streams sometimes is not as simple as people think they are. Okay. Uh, then what are the tax ramifications? Okay, when I say, so how much down payment you want to put down? Mm-hmm. They go, well, I want to put down 200000 but they've got three different accounts. Right. And the taxation can be different on every one of these accounts. So when I'm meeting with a specific client that's kind of in this position, I'm going to be asking, do you have a financial planner? Do you have a tax accountant? And I want to work with the tax accountant, the financial planner, and myself with the financial planner being the one dragging or taking from the client. What do you want? Right. What, what, this, what, is, what does this look like? Right. Okay. And then we basically, like you said, Mamie, we reverse, we reverse this mortgage. Yes. And we go from the backwards forward to figure it out. Because you need to have that team that's involved in the conversation to go, well, this is what's liquid. This is when you won't have a penalty. This is what you can't, you know, just because you have assets doesn't mean that they don't they don't penalize you if you tap into them for different things. And well, too early. Right. Yes. I think a lot of people forget exactly what, how old you have to be to get at your retirement money right. before you're penalized. And, and that, if you don't pay attention to that kind of thing, it can cost you dearly. Right. Um, I don't know. You know, It depends on what your, your bracket is. But the other thing that I think we, we need to talk about is for our people who have been in their homes for a very long time. Um, in addition to getting your paperwork and your documentation for financing, which, of course, is critical, we also need to work on working with you if you've been in your home for a long time to get it to the point where it's marketable. And people who've lived in homes for long times, and I'm one of them, you have the, the capability of just getting a lot of things that you keep, stuff that you might have been gifted, paperwork, pictures, um, all kinds of things that you don't know how to, you mentally are stuck in that place because you don't know what to do with it. Now, that is the kind of thing that if you call and you work with our team, we can help you with that. We have organizers. We have professional people that can help with decluttering, all of those kinds of things, staging. These are things that we do for our clients. And it's don't wait until you've spotted a home that that looks right for you. Promise you, you need two years yes. to to mentally go through this process and absolutely no less than one year. Mm-hmm. Um, just the pictures alone will make you go crazy. <laughs> um, you know, you really do have to start planning on that. And, and you know, I, I know a lot of folks, it's it's so painful to confront, you know, that next stage of life. And it's fearful but but not addressing it only makes the fear get bigger. Right. You know, one other thing I want to bring up is for those that are, say their house is worth 500000 and it's free and clear. And they go, well, I'm just going to sell my house and I'm going to buy my next house for cash. Okay. Great. But guess what? May not be the best decision for you to do that. Oh, okay. All right. Because once you do that, you, you really have no tax write-offs anymore. Now, of course, you if you're single, you get the $12,000 deduction or it's the $24,000 if you're married. But if you have a lot of other assets and you're receiving dividend income and all this other kind of stuff, you might be better off having a small mortgage, 
say you buy that $300,000 home and you put $200,000 down, all right, and then put that other hundred in your bank, okay, and now you can use that mortgage for a possible tax write-off. Right. Yes, and you can also use that for all sorts of things, home equity lines of credit. You can pull it for, you know, different things. Um, But this is, again, where a financial planner comes into play. So when we come back from the break, we want to make sure we're talking to all of you and getting you in for our drawing for our turkey. And we're going to continue talking about success steps prior to retirement. Right. If you want to be part of the show, the number is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. Also reminding you, you have time to get your call in if you want to talk to our experts about anything real estate or mortgage related. You can call us at 651-641-1071. Okay, so we've been talking a little bit about things that uh, are success steps mm-hmm. for folks. Um, and Phil has a, sta- a saying, prior planning... Prevents a poor performance. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and that is very, there couldn't be anything more true than that when we're talking about this. Um, you know, it's very, very important that you address how complicated it can be if you wait. Right. And, and, and here's why I say this is I've had clients that have come to me and they've made the purchase agreement and they've chosen me as their loan officer and then they do the application and then I look at the application and I go, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, this is going to be stressful. Okay. This is not going to be stressful on me. It's going to be stressful, but on them because they want, the way they want to do this transaction may not be the way I would like to do this transaction because I'm always looking to do it the easiest way. Now, sometimes they'll come up with ways and I'll go, are you sure you want to do that? You're going to pay, you're going to pay this type of taxation on that. And they go, I am. I go, haven't, haven't you talked to your tax accountant on this? Well, no, I go and I, a real quick story. I had a client of mine took $200,000 out of a retirement account, put it, bought a house with it. And he got hit with $75,000 this last year called me almost crying, Phil, what can I do? I go, you can't do a thing. Why right. Why did he get hit with 75000 Because he pulled money out of a pre-retirement account. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, and so he, he shouldn't have pulled it that, he wasn't old enough. Wasn't old enough. Man. Yeah. It's sad when you're adulting and you're still yeah. not old enough. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it is a matter of going, I, this is, you know, back to, you know, I was talking to our our friends from Clear Step Financial, we talk about when you want to DIY something and when you don't. And so do you want to DIY your home mortgage process and DIY your real estate processes when there are pitfalls that you might forget, just like they're, you know, or not, not even forget. This is a complex scenario. You live in this world, Mimi and Phil. So you're more likely to go, here's the things that you need to avoid as you're doing this and the questions you need to ask. But I'm really good at certain things that I do that you guys would know less about. And it's reminding yourself that I'm like, you're expert in your field. What are they expert in instead? Exactly. Um, Phil, so you often talk about the fact that mortgages are puzzles. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And Clearly, listening to you over the years and all the different scenarios that are available to folks as options to structure their mortgage, um, pulling from things that you request from them during the consultation 
uh, during the consultation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you want to know what their income is. You want to know what their assets are, and that mm-hmm. would include what? Well, I'm going to want to see their their IRAs, their 401ks, their SEPs. I want to know if they've got stocks, bonds, annuities. I want to see their tax return. Are they uh, are they taking money out of their 401ks on a yearly basis to uh, to provide income to them? Because people will tell me, well, my SSI, my Social Security is this. And normally, Social Security, folks, isn't going to be enough to cover a mortgage. Right. It normally isn't. It normally takes more than that. And that's where I'm looking at their tax schedules over the last two years. And understand, it's a two-year average for dividend income. It's a two-year average of of specific types of fixed assets. Let's talk about You have about to that. show on your tax returns. Two yeah. years of dividend income. So that's money that you're pulling from your stock investments. That's your stocks. And let's say they paid out, let's say they paid out... $5,000 last year, and they paid out $5,000 this year, and it's in the dividend column on your tax return, I can use that as yearly income. Okay, because it's, it's past that time period of being able to show right. consistency but, for what you But need. I'm 61, I'm thinking about retiring at 62, all right, and you're not receiving dividend income yet, so you can't use it. Right. All right. Now, you can't use it until you're wanted to buy this house at 62. Well, I'm going to tell you, you can't use your dividend income until you're 64. Right. But but hold one here. They say, but Phil, I want to buy the house now. Well, how do we figure that out? Yes. Let's talk about how we figure that out. Um, one of the things that you've talked about in the past is asset programs, asset depletions. Yep. Let's talk a little bit about how that might come into play for our retirees. That Free. asset depletion program can be an absolute lifesaver. Let's say I am of retirement age, past 62, and I've got a half a million dollars in a 401k, but I haven't tapped into it. I'm right. not touching it. I can literally take that half a million, you multiply it by, I believe, 0.70. So 70% of that, I then can divide that by 360. Okay. That then becomes income. Now, I'll give you an example. I had a client that had $3 million. We did the asset depletion. I ended up having $21,000 a month income on this person that was holding $3 million in assets. And they didn't have to touch it. Okay. They didn't need to call their tax, uh, their financial planner and say, hey, give me a check. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's just recap that. You have assets, including stocks, your home, bonds, investments. Home doesn't count. Okay, home doesn't count. So you can take 70% of what your assets total up on paper. On paper, Okay, yep. and you still do not have to pull that money out. Don't have to pull it out. You divide it by 360 it's basically we're annuitizing the asset with the understanding your mortgage, you only have $1,800 a month in Social Security, but your mortgage is going to be $3,500 a month. But hold one here. You've got $3 million in the bank. You're going to end up figuring it out how right. you're going to make your payment. 
do you have the ability to make the mortgage payment? That is what our concern is. Yes, you do. Right. Well, we want to have a chance to go to the phones before we wrap up today. So, Jenny, thank you for calling the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Jenny, what's your question for Phil and Mimi, please? Oh, my question is, so I'm in my 50s. My boyfriend is in his late 50s. Um, He owns a house. He doesn't owe anything on it. I own a house as well. My last child is leaving for college next fall. And so we're talking about, like, moving in together. And so I'm wondering, should I keep my house and possibly rent it out for a while? Or should I sell it and take the money? Oh, boy, that's a loaded question, Jenny. Yes. Um, so <laughs> so where do you live? Let's start with that. What city? I live in Maplewood. In Maplewood. Okay. Um, do you have a financial planner? I'm sorry? Do you have a financial planner? Um, no. Okay. We need to set you up with that's, one. That's where we're going to start mm-hmm. is having you meet with our uh, ClearStep financial ladies. Yes. They're amazing. Right. Um, and what we need to do is to figure out your end game right. and then reverse engineer you. Yes. And then we also oh, need to... And then we also need to look at what are the rents, mm-hmm. rent schedules for Maplewood, then based on what your mortgage payment is, and then we then determine what your cash flow position in a rental situation would be. And then we can tell you, should you sell or should you keep it? But based on what I've heard so far, I think you should keep it. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then the financial advisor can help you determine what's the best use of that is it I want to have an investment property or I want that cash to invest in other ways? But I also so that's what I think a lot of them. The I also think, Jenny, uh, you should sit down with Phil and have a free consultation mm-hmm. and he can kind of analyze at least your financial piece. And then okay. um, yeah. we'll make a complete plan for you. How right. about that? I'll just give you an example. If you were bleeding in debt, in debt all right. right, then I would probably tell you. It might behoove us that we sell that property to get you out of the debt position you're in. I I can go both directions on this one. I would need to know more. So we're going to follow up with you. We'll make sure that our producer, Mike, gets your information. Yes, everybody, if you have questions about real estate or mortgage, text 651-578-2218. And don't forget about that free CMA. Right. And so we'll see you next week again. You can find this episode and previous episodes. Just go to our website, mytalk1071.com, keyword red hot. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today.